The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. It's December 19th, which means many stores and radio stations have been playing Christmas music since at least Thanksgiving on November 25th. So at this point in the season, Christmas music is infused in our very bones, meaning you've all had time to ponder that age-old question, what do you want for Christmas? Maybe you're the elementary age kid just hoping for their two front teeth. Maybe you're convinced that you need a hippopotamus. And only a hippopotamus will do. Maybe you're desperately hoping that that someone special in your life gets the hint that all you really want is you. Or maybe you can relate to Alvin and the chipmunks still holding out for a hula hoop. And then, of course, there's Barney and Ben still looking for that pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots. While dolls that'll talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. We all want a little something for Christmas, don't we? And music has a way of helping us express exactly what we want in the way that sometimes we just can't express through the spoken or written word. Our gospel today contains one such song. Mary's song is called the Magnificat because she magnifies and exalts the goodness of God and his assurance of salvation through the child she carries in her womb. This song of praise and promise is remarkable not only for its message, but because of who sings it. Mary, a young, unassuming girl engaged but not yet married to the carpenter Joseph, 
whom God has chosen to be the mother of Jesus. Mary, who was told that message by one of God's own angels. Mary, who had to tell Joseph this blessed but disastrous news, who didn't believe her until he had his own visit by one of God's angels. Mary, who surely must have had to tell her own parents, her own friends. Can you imagine telling people, as an unmarried young girl with no family connections or royal inheritance, that you have been chosen to bear God's son? I bet it was awful. I assume the prevailing response to her news was scorn, anger, and disbelief. So I imagine it is a huge relief for Mary when she arrives at her cousin Elizabeth's home and is immediately greeted with support, encouragement, and love, as opposed to more doubt, more blame, more fear. It is clear from the very moment that Elizabeth sees Mary that she believes what has happened to her, that she believes what is inside her, not only Mary's spirit, but the still-growing baby that will be the savior of the nations. We're used to talking about the Old Testament prophets who lived long before Jesus' time. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Micah, where our reading comes from today. But people of God, Mary and Elizabeth were also prophets. These two women related to one another as cousins, but also united in their belief that the sons they were carrying would usher in a revolution that would change the world. And like other prophets before them, they were not silent. Their exuberance and faithful declarations to one another stand in marked contrast to Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, who has been struck mute by his own inability to believe in God's plan for his son. But Mary is not struck silent. Mary believes. Mary sings. And now it is our turn to sing. Because Mary's Magnificat is not just her song, it is our song. Mary is remarkably able to recognize that the new life forming inside her is already bigger than anything she can imagine. Far from the first time parent jitters and fears about cloth versus disposable diapers, breastfeeding versus formula, baby carriers, baby strollers, daycare options, and parental leave policies, Mary is already thinking beyond herself. She already grasps that her baby boy is not just any baby. Her baby is the Son of God, who will usher in a reversal of systems of power that will affect the whole world forever. Mary knows that even before Jesus is born, our salvation is assured, has already been completed. Listen again to the verbs in Mary's song, written in a way that implies these actions have already happened. God looked with favor. God did great things. God showed strength. God scattered the proud, brought down the powerful, lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry, sent the rich away empty. God helped. 
before Jesus is even born. Mary recognizes that God has already done these things. And God is still doing these things today for us. Mary doesn't just sing about what she wants. She sings about what she already has, what we already have. The surprising gift of salvation, born as a vulnerable child who would one day die on a cross before being raised to eternal life. Mary has the remarkable ability to look beyond herself when many of us struggle to look beyond our own to-do lists or our worries about whether we're on Santa's naughty or nice list. God's incarnation here on earth is so much bigger than all that. It calls us to look beyond our horizon to a small Judean town in the hill country where a young pregnant girl seeks shelter with a relative. It calls us to look beyond our comfortable single-family homes to see our neighbors struggling to scrape together enough money for one more night at that hotel that was only supposed to be temporary. It calls us to acknowledge the injustice, prejudice, and discrimination that affects everything from our education system to determining who can vote. It calls us to proclaim, to rejoice, to lift up our voices and sing not about what we want, but to celebrate what we already have. Mary and Elizabeth were prophets who understood that despite the exceptionally challenging circumstances of their pregnancies, God was doing something amazing. God was ushering in a new era with a new king, born as a baby in a manger. And today, we too can lift our voices and celebrate that really, everything we might ever want for Christmas is something we already have. Amen. <laughs>